Torrents.com presents Punditocracy's Actual News for the week of September 3rd, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and David Petraeus didn't write this report either. And now, Actual News. My blown private Idaho. Republican Idaho Senator Larry Craig triggered another congressional sex scandal last week after admitting he was arrested in June at the Minneapolis airport for attempting to solicit sex. Craig was busted in an undercover sting operation in the airport men's bathroom and established gay cruising spot. According to the police report, Craig entered the bathroom stall and began tapping his foot and motioning his hand underneath the divider in the adjoining stall where the undercover officer was stationed reportedly signs of attempting to initiate a sexual encounter. Despite having pled guilty to the charge of disorderly conduct, Craig, who is married with children from his wife's previous marriage, denies the charges, saying that he just has a, quote, wide stance while going to the bathroom, and that he only pled guilty to avoid a public trial. News of the arrest surfaced at the same time an Idaho newspaper was finishing an investigative report on Craig's sexuality, which has been called into question since his involvement in the first congressional page scandal in 1982. Craig has long been a staunch social conservative, supporting anti-gay measures and calling on President Clinton to resign during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. The Republican Party has stripped Craig of his committee assignments and called on him to resign, which Craig has said he will do, though offering no details as to when he would step down. Craig's problems instantly boosted Louisiana Senator David Vitter's standing in the Republican Party with his campaign releasing the new slogan, David Vitter, heterosexual whoremonger. Inspired by Craig's brave efforts to legislatively persecute himself, Senator Barack Obama has introduced a measure reinstating Jim Crow laws, and singer R. Kelly is already planning an R&B opera about Craig, tentatively titled, Trapped in the Water Closet. Flood of Memories Last week marked the second anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. The massive storm and the botched government response killed more than 1,600 people and left much of the Gulf Coast, particularly in Louisiana and Mississippi, devastated. President Bush commemorated the event by speaking in New Orleans, a city virtually destroyed by flooding during the storm and which has yet to fully recover. Many in New Orleans feel that the federal government has not devoted enough resources to rebuilding the city, with New Orleans newspaper The Times-Picayune printing, Treat Us Fairly, Mr. President, on their front page the day of Bush's visit. In order to attract more media attention to their plight, New Orleans plans to reflood the Lower Ninth Ward with the adorable and talented casts of High School Musical 2 and Hannah Montana. Halliburton will be overseeing the project in a no-bid contract worth $57 billion. During his visit... Bush did pledge to provide more federal resources just as soon as New Orleans relocates to Baghdad. Ames Sex Marriage An Iowa judge last week struck down the state's decade-old gay marriage ban, ordering the immediate issue of marriage licenses to the same-sex couples who initially brought the lawsuit. With his ruling that the ban was unconstitutional, Polk County Judge Robert Hansen effectively legalized gay marriage throughout the state. The Polk County District Attorney has filed a stay motion in order to halt any further marriages, and state lawmakers have vowed to bring the issue to a vote when the Congress convenes in January. The ruling has now made gay marriage a campaign issue for presidential candidates in the 2008 race, 
as Iowa is an important early state in the nomination process. Republican campaigns are already decrying the ruling as an endorsement of an immoral lifestyle and threatening to boycott Iowa in an effort to promote family values. When it comes to the caucus, we plan to pull out in order to stimulate our base, said one sweaty GOP strategist from a stall in the men's room at the Dubuque airport. On the Democratic side, while campaigning in Iowa, Mike Gravel and Dennis Kucinich decided to get married just for the hell of it. Taking your Owen life. Actor Owen Wilson was rushed to a Santa Monica hospital last week following a failed suicide attempt. The star of such films as You, Me, and Dupree and The Wedding Crashers is now recovering at Cedar sinai Medical Center. There's been no word on how or why Wilson attempted to take his own life, but singer Courtney Love has been publicly speculating British actor Steve Coogan was somehow involved. Coogan and Wilson were making a film together when Wilson was hospitalized, and Love has been romantically linked to Coogan in the past. Coogan has adamantly denied Love's accusations he was in any way responsible for Wilson's suicide attempt. Explaining her hostility towards Coogan, Love responded, Driving sensitive blonde men to kill themselves is my job. Unconfirmed reports suggest that Wilson may have slashed his wrists with his own nose. Terminal Kansas A Kansas legislative committee refused to recommend a statewide smoking ban for congressional consideration last week. The House, Senate, Federal, and State Affairs Committee said smoking ban decisions should be made by local cities and counties, citing Lawrence's decision to enact a citywide smoking ban, and couldn't find a compelling reason for the state to get involved. Kansas State Health Officer Dr. Howard Rodenberg disagreed with the ruling, saying a statewide smoke-free law would positively affect the health of residents. The measure was opposed by numerous small business owners, including the Kansas Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association. Smoking ban proponents accuse the lobbying group of a conflict of interest, however, as unabated smoking will definitely drive up business for funeral directors and embalmers. Lawmakers also clarified their position regarding state intervention. We won't get involved in health decisions regarding smoking, but health decisions between a woman and a doctor? Rest assured that the state's going to be all up in your uterus, said some old white dude in a suit. Men of Eviction The Lawrence City employee responsible for mediating landlord-tenant disputes is being prosecuted in municipal court for owning slumlord-quality rental properties. This is the second time in a year that Paul Wynn, a specialist in dealing with rental disputes in the city's Human Resources Department, has been charged with owning property that fails to meet the city's minimum housing code. Wynn, also a pastor with Praise Temple Church of God in Christ, is responsible for the property at 1200 New York Street, which has housed two known criminals and has been visited by police 36 times in the past two years. The violations cited against Wynn include water leaking through the ceiling of the apartment, no gas service, and general dilapidation. Investigators are also looking into complaints about Lawrence's health inspector, who is simultaneously a general manager at the Waffles and Feces Pantless Shack, located at the old nuclear waste dump. My Big Fat Greek Kindling Raging forest and brush fires ravaged Greece last week, 
killing 63 and leaving thousands homeless. Officials say that nearly 469,000 acres, an area equivalent to the size of Rhode Island, were destroyed on this small Mediterranean nation. Although most of the fires have been extinguished, an ongoing heat wave is raising fears that more could ignite. Greek authorities suspect some of the fires were set deliberately and have so far arrested 30 people. Police have no solid leads, but they're pretty sure that the zombified remains of Richard Jewell did it. McBortion Police are still investigating last week's incident at a Kansas City McDonald's in which an employee gave premature birth to a child in the fast food restaurant's bathroom and then attempted to flush it down the toilet. Thanks to timely intervention by paramedics, the baby survived and both the infant and the 20-year-old mother are being treated at area hospitals. The woman's co-workers called authorities after finding her in the bathroom and upon arriving at the scene, paramedics discovered the non-responsive child in the toilet covered in toilet paper then revived the baby with mouth-to-mouth. The woman reportedly told police she had tried to flush the baby three times and then claimed she didn't realize she was pregnant, a claim which co-workers dispute. No charges have been filed against the mother at this point. Co-workers initially didn't suspect anything wrong, as most people who go into the bathroom after eating at McDonald's are weeping with regret and attempting to expunge things from their system. In a happy ending... The premature infant was instantly given a part-time job at the same McDonald's. Paramedics are just glad that they found the bloody, afterbirth-covered lump before a hungry customer could mistake it for a McRib. You've been listening to Punditocracy's Actual News for the week of September 3rd, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and I'm self-conscious about my embarrassingly narrow stance. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye! <laughs>